All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron. They are investing people's money in individually owned portfolios of individually owned stocks that they create for that particular investor to suit their needs. If you have any questions this half hour about how they invest their clients' money or what the stock market is doing today, give us a call, 330-673-1234 here in Akron and on WNR.com, toll free, 800 669 100. Well, Walt, I tell you, another rough week on the market. Putin's war is having its effect. Uh, it sure is, Bob. It's been uh, it's been difficult, and I think it's uh, it's weighing on investors. You know, it's a very difficult time um, in the world uh, with with the news of the war and the unrest over there in Ukraine. And um, you know, no matter what type of positive spin you try to put on it, when you turn the the news on or you see some of the visuals that are happening it definitely dampens the mood um but as far as the the financial markets go you know the stock market started the week uh, really in a hole uh, as we saw oil prices flirt with that 130 dollar a barrel um area uh, they did fall you know through the week and you know we we finished the week closer to 109 dollars a barrel and uh, that was kind of the big story for the week. And, and then we had inflation reports as well, and uh, those numbers were quite high. So when we look at the numbers, uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the week uh, fell 670 points. We're at 32,944. That's a negative 9.3% year-to-date. The NASDAQ was off 469 points for the week, lost 3.5%, and the NASDAQ sits at negative 17.9%. Uh, that's a big negative number. But remember, you know, the last two years, we saw a lot of growth off of that NASDAQ index. Uh, the S&P 500 was down 2.9% for the week, about 124 points. Year-to-date, negative 11.8. And those small mid-cap stocks were off $21 for the week down 1.1%, and year-to-date, we're down 11.8%. Uh, so, Bob, you know, there's really nowhere to hide. Um, you know, the pressures are coming everywhere. That's the fifth uh, losing week in a row. And, and like I said, people are starting to get a little wary. Um, you know, losses are always harder to deal with uh, than, than gains. And um, and I really should use the word volatility because, again, it's not a loss till you sell. Uh, but this volatility in prices, this downward movement, is definitely having its impacts. Now, we're learning a lot about how much Russia has become part of our economy since the fall of the Soviet Union 40 years ago. Uh, we didn't pay much attention to it until this Ukraine war came up and, and the sanctions started coming in. We started realizing, for example, how much impact Russia and the war has on the price of oil. 
as we saw go up and down last week. There's many other uh, goods that come from Russia that are now being embargoed or uh, cut off by the other powers trying to uh, shame Putin into ending this uh, war in Ukraine or or give him pressure to try to stop doing that. But that's causing an impact on the economy that a lot of us didn't realize uh, was even there. That's for sure, Bob. You know, these types of news items make people pay attention. And you go back and you have to start looking in and getting some insights and a good history lesson for a lot of people that... Uh, you know, just remembering what, you know, Russia means and what Ukraine means. And, again, we, we've seen those impacts. Uh, we know that it's impacting food prices. We definitely know that it's going to impact oil prices, especially especially in the, um, you know, uh, Europe area. So, again, we'll just have to continue to watch this as we move forward. Now, you mentioned the price of oil Raw oil, the crude oil, by the barrel that uh, went up and down last week. What we're concerned about, of course, is the price we pay at the pump. Now, here in Ohio, the prices are indeed very, very high for us, uh, up to $4 or a little more per gallon. Out in California, you can pay up to $7 a gallon or more. England is paying equivalent of $10 a gallon. Canada, $8 a gallon. This is where it really counts. But how does this relationship between what we're paying for, for gas at the pump and this price of oil per barrel, what is that the relationship there? Well, as we talked about a little bit last week, is that, you know, out of a barrel of oil, um, you get a certain amount of gas that comes out of there. And, um, you know, it's about 19 gallons of gas to come out of a barrel of oil. Um, so, again, the, the rising in prices, you know, prices of, of a barrel of oil definitely have a direct impact on, uh, you know, the price of gas. And as you said, you know, the national average now I saw this morning was at 4.325. Um, some areas are much higher than others. A lot of that has to do with the taxes uh, in different areas of the country. Uh, there's a lot of taxes that are added on uh, you know, to, to the uh, actual price of oil. Um, when you think about it, that the cost in a, in a uh, you know, gallon of uh, gas uh, starts with the actual crude oil extract, the excise taxes, the transportation, the retail cost, and the refining cost all kind of go into there. So it's really, again, quite fascinating. Uh, it's, it's a big impact uh, to us psychologically, for sure. And why is it such a big impact for the price of gas versus the price of, uh, of meat or food or the other items that are going up? Well, I think, Bob, that, you know, and I don't have any scientific uh, way to prove this, but I, I do believe that our minds are kind of conditioned. And, you know, we don't really have any other product that we literally, when we're driving around, moving around, we're constantly being reminded of that price. I mean, I was just, on my drive home on Friday, I was just looking, you know, at all the gas stations and all the prices that were just right there in front of your face. And that does have a big impact. And then when you stop and fill up, and it's it's just kind of a, a punch, you know, to the gut. You know, when you when you think I have a Ford F one fifty, you know, it takes about thirty some gallons of gas, and you know that price to fill up the other day, you know, I got near that hundred dollar uh, mark, which you know I hadn't seen in a long, long time. So it's a constant reminder. It's a very painful reminder, and obviously, you know, it has a, a pretty significant impact, you know, to consumers because again, it's going to take some additional dollars uh, for those travel expenses and for getting around and that that impacts budgets um, you know it impacts especially lower income earners so I think it's something that definitely has a huge psychological impact uh, you know when we think about the uh, rising price of gases 
Now, we already were in an inflationary cycle because of the bounce back from the pandemic. It was at record highs, uh, not since the 1980s have we seen this kind of inflation. This makes it worse. Uh, and now the Federal Reserve, the uh, Open Market Committee meeting this week, they're going to set uh, some interest rate hikes that we have been expecting. What is that, how is that going to combat inflation? Yeah, well, we saw the CPI number reported last week, Bob, and again, the highest in 40 years. You know, we're pushing 8%, and that doesn't even have the impacts of this recent spike in energy. So, you know, when you think of this big movement of the price of oil bet here in March, that's not even in these numbers. Uh, so we saw, you know, inflation across the board, um, shelter, food, airline fares, everything is, is up. Uh, we haven't even had the full impact of, home, of uh, rents yet. Rents is about 30% of CPI. When you think housing prices have went up 30% for the year, almost 31% over the course of the last year, you know, rents are only up 5.4%. So there's a lot of pressures here between energy prices, rents, and in just about every category. So the Federal Reserve has a tough job this week. They're behind the curve. Um, they probably should have already raised the short-term rates and, uh, you know, they didn't know the black swan here, you know, the event of the war, but now they're going to be raising rates in a very, very difficult, tenuous environment. And, you know, there's already calls out there of, you know, a possible recession, you know, that we're going to be facing at the end of the year going into next year. So a lot of challenges. The Federal Reserve will probably temper. Uh, they've been single, you know, singling that, uh, you know, 50 basis points, 25 basis points on Fed funds. It'll probably be more like 25. And, but again, they're way behind the curve, and inflation is soaring. So this is something we have to deal with in our regular lives, not only just in our investing lives. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the tough part, Bob. I mean, it impacts us, like we said, from a personal finance perspective, just paying our bills and living our lives. And it's also impacting the, uh, in the investments that we own. You know, risk assets have definitely been under pressure this year. Uh, you know, stocks, uh, something that we, we deal a lot in, have definitely been in under a lot of pressure. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secure, the AKW Group here in Akron, about the stock market, how they invest their clients' money, and taking any questions you have at 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100. Uh, time to look at trends and insights in this part of the program that uh, Walt looks at every single week and every uh, month of the year throughout these 30-plus uh, years as uh, insights into what this could be mean to the economy, what it could mean to your investing philosophy or whatever you've got going on out there. And the first one is uh, has to do with, with the world of, of, of spirits, not uh, supernatural spirits, but alcohol. Uh, for years, vodka has been the number one selling uh, liquor in in America uh, recently has been challenged and even taken over by tequila. Now that we have this problem with Russia, despite the fact that 99% of the vodka sold in this country, no matter what the name on the bottle is, is owned by American <laughs> firms and, and marketed and made right here in America, vodka has become uh, kind of persona non grata. So what is that going to do with the rest of the liquor industry and what other boozes might benefit from this? Well, Bob, it's definitely accelerating the trends, and you know a lot of people have turned, uh, you know, because of that that uh, connotation that vodka is a Russian you know, spirit. Um, and, and even though you made a great point that a lot of the vodkas on our shelves are not, uh, you know, from Russia, but it, at the same time, it's definitely having its impacts. We already saw this trend, so you know, we you did talk about tequila, also bourbon. You know, bourbon is definitely um, catching on. We see a lot of strong trends in bourbon. 
Uh, one of the stocks in our core equity portfolio, Brown Foreman, which we've owned for a long time. It's been a long time holding. Obviously, the maker of Jack Daniels. Uh, so we uh, we like the bourbon trend here, and there are ways for investors to uh, to benefit from these changing trends. And also, once again, we're looking at some of the other things that are happening in our, our times. It seems now that actually a nickel, a five-cent piece in America, is worth more than a dime. How can that be? <laughs> well, nickel prices have soared, Bob. Um, if you look at the, uh, the, the nickel coin, um, you know, nickel is now $100,000 per metric ton. So when you look at the composition of a nickel, uh, 25% of it is, is nickel and 75% copper. If you price that out, it's worth somewhere around 16 cents. So a nickel is uh, is worth about 16 cents uh, based on just the melt value, you know, melting those metals down um, based on what the uh, world is willing to pay for those commodities. So uh, this change of commodities has made our nickels worth a lot more. And one more stylistic thing to mention, and this is something I lived through once before and don't want to see happen again, but uh, Papa wants a brand new bag, the man bag is rising in popularity again. Is there a particular band bag that has men's fancy? Hermes Birkin. These uh, bags uh, start at $10,000. There's been a lot of movement for men looking at these bags. Uh, I'm not a man bag guy, Bob, but I mean, definitely uh, the man bag is uh, showing some trends out there as well. I think I still have a fanny pack somewhere buried in a cupboard <laughs> that I never want to see again. But uh, I, I don't know. We, we can never predict some of these things. But we can talk about the stock market again. And uh, time for Stock Talk here with uh, Walt Secura, 330-673-1234. You got a particular stock that you like, you want to find out more about, a stock that you're watching, a stock you'd like to buy, or just see what Walt has to say about some of the companies that are out there, give us a call now. 330-673-1234, and let us know what's on your mind here in WNIR. Listening online, we have a toll-free line you can use, too, at 800-669-4100. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, and I wondered, hey, uh, there's a bright side. Like you said, uh, it's uh, you don't lose until you sell it. So uh, the good side of the coin here is uh, you got to the. Uh, I always get the uh, statement out and check these dividends, and uh, they keep going up. So all the columns are going down, but I only show my wife that 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 pie chart for how the di- dividends. And then I, when I get my bearings on Saturday morning at the P.O. box, I go to page 73, and it has a list of the week's dividend payments. So I see how many uh, checks are going to be coming in that week, and then I go over to the dividend payment boost. And ho- lo and behold, American Express is going to be increasing their dividend this week, 20.9%. Wingstop is going to be giving a special dividend of $4 uh, at the end of the month. And the one I mentioned a couple weeks ago, ZIM, Integrated Shipping. I mentioned that was uh, below intrinsic value, and it uh, and it uh, and it is going to be paying, increasing their dividend 580 percent, raising it to 17 dollars uh, from two dollars and fifty cents, and it's going to pay it at the end of the month. So, and then if you go to the 52-week lows in the back. In there, there's got to be a jewel or a gem in there that shouldn't be down to a 52-week low. So it's like treasure hunting. There's a lot of opportunity 
on these down days that's uh, like things are on sale, like stakes a dollar, and it's just unbelievable the the opportunity if you got any money left. But anyway, uh, the stock I wanted to ask you about is Foot Locker symbol FL, and uh, I did some research. It went down for no, uh, bogus information. Anyway, it was uh, it has a PE of three point five, and they raised their dividend last week twenty five percent, and they have. Uh, and it pays 5.29%, and it's high with 66, low at 26. It's selling for $30. And the book value is $33. It's higher than the price of the stock. And I've never been in a Foot Locker store, but I'm going to go to Belden Village and check it out. But <clears throat> Foot Locker, have you ever – is that down in the value range yet? I think it looks pretty good. I they, It went down 50, 60, 50% because – they said Nike wasn't going to sell shoes there, but that was a bogus report. They right. corrected it and said they're just going to uh, sell more shoes online at Nike. So is Foot Locker anything on your radar? Have you ever looked at that one? I sure have. Yeah, Foot Locker is on our radar. Um, kind of how it pulls up in our small mid-cap uh, you know, uh, screens that we run, and it is one that I've owned in the past. Um, yeah, Ken, I, I think this is a, a good position. I think a lot of the specialty retailers, there's a lot of lot of bargains out there in the retail space right now. Um, you know, a lot of uh, retailers are still showing the demand from consumers. You know, people haven't stopped spending money in this country. I mean, uh, we might uh, become depressed, but a lot of people, when they come depressed, go to the store and, and, and shop. I mean, that's kind of a trend we've had for a long, long time. So we don't see any slowdown in consumer spending. So I think uh, Foot Locker, along with a lot of other specialty retailers, is showing some uh, really good valuations and some good growth opportunities. And you also mentioned you know, dividends, which are a big part of our core equity portfolio. I think it's so important that investors don't lose track of dividends and how important they are. Uh, to the long-term success of an investment plan. So you brought up a lot of good points there, Ken. But, uh, yeah, Foot Locker is one that we definitely take a look at. Yeah, don't show your wife the chart that goes down. Just pick out pick out the uh, good good pie charts. <laughs> there you go. Give her the good okay. news, not the bad news, right? Have a good week. Thank you. All right, Ken. 673-1234-330-673-1234 to talk uh, stocks and money with our expert, Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, looking at your own portfolios, we talk about the core equity portfolio, your most basic portfolio that you rarely make any changes in. But uh, once again, you've made another change in that portfolio just in this past week. Can you tell me what, what you added? Sure, Rob. We've been talking about it for a long time. We ended up buying deer. Um, you know, we lightened up a little bit on our uh, technology stocks. A lot of those we think will continue to come under pressure because of valuations. But, uh, you know, deer for us, world-leading manufacturer of agricultural equipment, um, we like the stock. Uh, we, we like where it's headed. We think the importance of, you know, agricultural the, you know demand is definitely going to be there. It's not going away. Uh, dividend here has been growing. Uh, buybacks are there, you know, with the stock. So again, a lot of a lot of positive trends. Uh, leading brand um, with uh, you know solutions across the line for for farmers out there, as well as some construction heavy uh, construction equipment as well. So we just really like John Deere, and uh, we're able to add it to the portfolio here in the past week. Uh, another stock that you have in your portfolios is Ulta Beauty. 
a specialty retailer that reported their earnings last week. Uh, is beauty coming back to the market? Yeah, beauty is definitely coming back, Bob. Um, you know, this is just a really strong retailer. Um, Thirteen hundred stores out there. Uh, you know, if you look at the makeup of the store, um, you know, they fragrances, skin care, hair care. You know, just a lot of products across the line. Great selection. Uh, they are attracting a lot of prestigious brands, and their loyalty program is very, very impressive. They uh, they have a lot of repeat buyers. You know, the lifetime. Uh, value of a customer, you know, once a, a, a female or male starts going there and buying products, they, they tend to go back. So a uh, very strong retailer. And again, one of those specialty retailers we were just talking about, uh, earnings last week were impressive. Sales were up 24%, uh, $2.7 billion over $2.1 billion, and earnings were up 57%. Uh, so, you know, hitting on all cylinders. They were trading around 422 down to 368 So uh, we like Alta Beauty at this point. Uh, another stock out there, electric car vehicle maker Rivian. It makes another high-end electric vehicle, I believe, somewhere out in Arizona. Uh, they announced earnings that really disappointed investors last week. The stock fell sharply. In contrast to Tesla, does that mean there's only really room for, for one electric car maker? Well, not just one, but I think profitability is important, Bob. The market is not going to give a lot of you know valuation to promises. Uh, they want They want results, and... Uh, you know, Rivian had a big loss, uh, $2.43 a share loss uh, on only $54 million of revenue. So great story, great technology, maybe even a great company, but not a great stock. And, uh, you know, people were really paying for the promise. You know, back in November, the stock was trading at 179 a share. Uh, we closed the week at 38 a share and probably still even a little overvalued even after the 20% drop this week. So you just got to be careful that, you know, you're buying stocks that have good underlying fundamentals. And for us, that means some revenue and it means profits. And uh, a lot of the companies that people got lured into last year did not have profits. Uh, some other stocks in the news last week that uh, are not particularly earnings related, but Amazon.com announced a 24-1 stock split. Yeah, these stock splits are becoming pretty, uh, you know, we off the uh, announcement of Google, um, Amazon announces the stock bounced very high off of the announcement. So, again, as we talked about, Bob, you know, the stock splits really don't mean anything. They don't change anything fundamentally about the company. But the market seems to be liking these stock splits, bringing some these really high-priced stocks that are trading, at, you know, $2,000 a share, bring them down into levels that, uh, you know, or they're going to make it more attractive maybe for the retail investors. So uh, the market is definitely liking these stock splits. Now, Amazon.com, right on the heels of its 24 one stock split, along with the GE, have also announced large stock buybacks. Well, what is a stock buyback, and what does that significance mean? Well, the stock buybacks are positive. Number one, it shows the company thinks that it's worth buying their own stock and retiring some shares, taking them out of the market, at least less shares. Uh, for other investors, so more profits to be spread around less shares. Um, it's it's a positive uh, for for I think investors that own the shares. So we like to see when you know company have buyback plans and they're they're buying back their own stock. I mean, it gives I think a lot of confidence uh, as it should to investors. On the other hand, though, some investors say that the buyback money should have been given to investors as dividend money instead of a uh, buying back their own stock. That's true. Yeah, there is a debate there. Um, you know, I think uh, however you can create shareholder value, um, you know, I think stocks that have the ability to drive revenue and earnings and drive stock price up, maybe the buybacks are a better plan. 
Stocks that are a little bit more mature, Bob, um, you know, the dividends always are a little bit nicer, as Ken talked about earlier in the show. Um, you know, because, again, it puts uh, dollars directly into, you know, someone's hands and uh, allows them to kind of rely on that for spending needs and so forth. So we just think, you know, sh- stocks, as long as companies have a good policy of how to re- reward their shareholders and they're consistent with that strategy, that's what matters the most. They mentioned Google. Their big announcement last week was they bought Mandiant, which is a big cybersecurity firm, adding it to their to their family, if you will. Yeah, and, you know, it shows the importance of cybersecurity when you see a company like Google go out and buy a cybersecurity firm. Um, that says a lot. And there was com- some competition here. You know, Microsoft also had their eyes on Mandiant. So I think a good purchase for Google, and obviously they're going to be competitive in that cybersecurity space. And another computer giant, uh, iPhone giant, Apple, they are now touting a low-priced iPhone. And on the other end of the scale, a high-end desktop computer. Kind of interesting to go after those extremes of the market that they're not in right now. Yeah, they're looking at price points. They're looking at how to acquire more customers. And I think it's smart. You know, they're bringing out a phone that's going to compete for people that can't afford the thousand twelve hundred fifteen hundred dollar phones they got one starting at a four twenty nine dollar price point so that's going to give them more customer acquisition and then when you think about the high-end desktop you know they're they're going that direction as well so a really intelligent company you know understands consumers understands how to acquire new customers and uh, you know executing at a very high level we we really like apple here going into the desktop computer and um, I have heard people say things like the, the so-called PC desktop computer is going to go the way of compact discs very soon as everybody has a laptop. Is there still a big market for those kind of a, a stationary computers? I think it depends on a lot of it's in the commercial applications, but on the corporate workplace, you know, there's a lot of people that prefer work de- you know, workspaces on desks. I mean, a lot of people like the mobile environment now, and a lot more people are working remotely. However, uh, if you're working on, you know, CAD machines or you're doing programming or, you know, even the gamers out there, there's a lot of people that still really prefer those uh, desktop, uh, you know, type of type of application machines. Once again, Walt Secure is talking with us from the AKW Group. AKW is in, uh, associated with the Robert W. Baird Company internationally to provide them with all kinds of additional services for their clients, including financial planning, retirement planning, estate plans, uh, tax reviews, uh, uh, analyzing your Social Security options, uh, stock options analyses, and more. Uh, if you want to become a client of the AKW Group, you can get take advantage of many of these other services they provide their clients. All you have to do is give them a call, uh, make an introductory phone call, to them at 234-466-7476. Talk about how they can invest your money and all the other services they can provide for their clients. The Robert W. Baird Company is international and has such a great uh, depth of information that they can use uh, for their clients individually. It is a a wonderful relationship between the two firms. So keep that in mind when you're talking about finding somebody to take care of your money who really has the experience and the know-how to know exactly what they are doing. So here we are, uh, 2022, the first quarter is over almost. It is over. We're almost into the second quarter. Uh, We're looking at uh, (laughs) a very, very uh, uh, changeable, stock market environment. So let me ask you, Walt, how are your clients doing in 2022? What kind of conversations are you having with them? And are they getting uh, any sense of panic now? I don't think anyone's panicking, Bob. We have a very great uh, client base. We spend a lot of time you know, setting proper expectations. We know these times can come. 
but there is there is pain you know there's no panic but there is pain you know i think again going back to the highs that people reached uh you know in the fall of last year it's hard to be off those highs um you know you you do a little bit of anchoring you, you think about them it's it's hard to see those changes but I think most of our people understand they've been through this, uh, you know, multiple times over over their investment experience, and I've been through it many, many times over my investment career. And uh, you know, it's like I said, it's hard to see this war going on, but I think you got to step back and take a deep breath. You got to keep evaluating what you're doing as an investor, and we have a lot of confidence in what we're investing in. So we remain confident, and uh, you know, the pain is worth it. The rewards will be there longer term. Once again, you got to have faith and, and uh, stay the course. Uh, we t- knew something was going to happen with the market with all those uh, highs. We just didn't anticipate there would be a, a European war and a pandemic to, uh, to try to torpedo it. It took the war to actually do it. But we will uh, continue watching the market. We will go through it. We will survive, as you say, and, and, and actually uh, do pretty well if you take the, your, your advice and, and just, uh, as they say, don't panic. So, Walt Secura, what's going on for next week? Well, we got the Federal Open Market Committee talking about interest rates, Bob. That'll be a big one, and uh, we'll just have to watch the trends and developments of what's going on in, in geopolitics. Walt Sakira, the AKW Group, 234-466-7476. Give him a call. Tell him we heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. Have a good week, Walt. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. American Express Company, symbol AXP. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Brown Foreman Corporation, symbol BFB. Deer and Company, symbol DE. Foot Locker Inc., symbol FL. General Electric, symbol GE. Alphabet Inc., mentioned as Google, symbol GOOGL. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Rivian Automotive Inc., symbol RIVN. Alta Beauty Inc., symbol ULTA. Wingstop Inc., symbol WING and Zim Integrated Shipping, symbol ZIM. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering for Rivian Automotive Inc., symbol RIVN, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Rivian Automotive Inc., symbol RIVN, in the past 12 months. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have been compensated by Deer and Company, symbol DE, for non-investment banking securities-related services in the past 12 months.